If you want to thrive and stay alive, you could do a whole lot worse than listening to episode 45, listeners. We are back. It's Monday morning, to those who download then, and you're about to listen to episode 45 of the Potter Vision podcast. What a treat this episode is. It's silly, it's funny, it's sad, it's happy, it's got it all. But this is my weekly reminder... Uh, asking you to leave a review, tell your friends, uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash pottervision for a whole host of goodies on there. We're going on tour, pottervision.com for all the tour dates. Anyway, will I shut up for a moment? Here's episode 45. Solemnly swear that we are recording the Pottervision podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 45 of the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every week myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this gorgeous man riddled with hay fever. Who? Me? It's Tom Lawrenson. He's got a tissue bib that he will, you know, on occasion during this record. Rip a piece off and uh, sniff into it. Listeners, I'll try and keep it as silent as possible. Unlike Mr Kirkby's loud, loud, unfortunate coughs. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that in the recent episode. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're on book three still. We're not even halfway through. It feels good. We're on Prisoner of Azkaban, mm. Chapter 10, mm. The Marauder's Map. Aye, aye. Tom, apart from your eyeballs leaking, mm. apart from your nose sweating, apart from y- your body aching mm. with pollen, mm. how are you? Sweaty. Mm. 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 <laughs> A heat wave has struck Stockport. <sighs> I can't speak for the rest of the country, yeah. nor world, but I know that in Stockport, es muy caliente, mm. Spanish for very hot, this Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Um, Scorchio. I'm, I'm sweating cobs. I've got a fan on, but the fan, I feel like it's giving me a cold. I was like, a bit of me thinking, maybe I've got a cold, maybe it's not hay fever. Yeah. It what does do that th- air conditioning, doesn't it? What do you think of that? Oh, I feel sorry for you. Yeah? Yeah, it's been very hot. Not, com- you know, we have listeners from around the world, not compared to other climates. But yeah. for us, anything above 20 is hot, hot, hot. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's been up to, like, 31, 32 this week. And, guys, we ain't talking Fahrenheit. We're talking centigrade. Oh! oh. I did a gig. Right, I'll tell you about this. Oh, yeah, tell me, tell me. I did a gig. and uh, I saw a lad smiling at me in the audience before I even went on stage oh aye like a a 23 year old boy yeah a bouncing baby boy Mm -hmm. was smiling at me yeah I smiled back Mm. I'm friendly you know me yeah and he comes over and he's like I recognise you I must Mm. have seen a video of you online and I'm like oh great great yeah he goes back down and like sits down I'm on last light the audience has got a bit rowdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go on, and they're interrupting me my whole set. Yeah. They're interrupting me. They're talking. Mm. And I'm telling them all to shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or piss off. Yeah. But they don't <laughs> stop talking. This bloke interrupts me like, three times. Yeah. yeah. And I tell him, you know, shut him down three times. And at the end, he comes over to apologise to oh, me. Oh, yeah. And I tell him, no, you don't get to apologise. That's just who you are. <laughs> and he has to go on with his life. Yeah. Oh, the mm. fan has crashed mm. and burnt. How are you? I'm all right, I'm all right. You might have noticed. I've had a haircut. You've been sheared. I'm looking trim, if you don't mind me yeah. saying, in anticipation for tomorrow, where I shall be going to Germany to see my lovely girlfriend, Martina. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll be doing that. On the plane? <laughs> no, she won't be on there. <laughs> 
What are we doing to the pilot as you get on? No, oh, yeah. No, no. Thanks for taking me. No, no, no. I wish you well. I wish you were safe flights. Mm. But yeah, I'm very excited. I've not seen Martina for about two months. She went back to do some like family do's. There were some christenings. There were some confirmations. A lot to do. I confirm that this is a baby. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's how it works. That's how it works. So, yeah, uh, so looking very much forward to seeing her. And I've not seen her family for about a year due to COVID and stuff. Suppose you've forgotten what they look like. I've no idea. Honestly, mm. I'm going to be depending on Martina telling me. They could come up to you at the airport. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you're stood around, like, yeah. you know, like a gormless fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a man could grab you on the wrist. Yeah. And you'd be like, get off me, not recognising him. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You could give him a thump or something. So if anyone comes up to me, I'm going to go to Martina. Who is that? She's going to be like, that's me dad. And I'll be like, hello, Martina's dad. No, no, no. Who's that? That's me mum. Hello, Martina's mum. And who's this? Ah, oh, forget it. Hello, forget it. That's me postman. I'll kiss anybody. <laughs> He's in the kissing mood. He's in the kissing mood. Hey, look, I've got 180 days of immunity. I'm going to be kissing everybody. 180 Diaz. But, oh, that's Cameron Diaz, his brother. But I shall only be kissing anybody on the cheek. Martina. Who are you reserving the lips for? Oh, Martina, of course. <laughs> This is disgusting. <laughs> what a conversation. But listeners, he didn't specify which cheeks. <laughs> Please delete. Edit. Now, it was my last day at work yesterday. I've been there for five years. Cinco años. And, you know, a lot of comedians or a lot of people, they have their own brand, don't they? Where you know what they like, you know what they're about. And I think the people at this school have got me spot on. Yeah. Do you know what they've bought me? Pepper Army. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Pepper Army. They've bought me a pack of colourful socks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's on brand. Yep. A creamy lemony tie. Yeah, some brand and so a load of Harry Potter notebooks and stationery. That you've done it, well done. That's him, listeners. That is me. I'm Mister Harry Potter. Socky tie man. <laughs> Socky tie man. <laughs> Tom, have you got any more updates, or uh, have you told me what you've told me already? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Mention the hay fever. Yeah. Mentioned me being rude at gigs. Hmm. It's ain't it? Hmm. Did I mention I'm sweaty? Yes. <laughs> then I can't really think of a reason to delay this any further. Let's do <laughs> chapter 45 Marauder's Map Rundown. Harry is in hospital. No, no. Say it properly. <laughs> Harry is in hospital. <laughs> I thought you liked me saying hospital. All right. For the weekend, people are visiting him. whoop de doo And he's back to normal on Monday. Mm. Malfoy's still winding him up, but looping his back. He's not looking well. But he's back. Happy days. Oh, happy days. Oh, happy days. He keeps Harry back. And he talks about the Dementors. Whoa, why am I always getting attacked by the Dementors? And he says, it's because you've had a horrible childhood. Mm. It's thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. And uh, he then says, I'll teach you how to deal with them next term. And off he goes. Now, there's another trip just before Christmas to Hogsmeade. And Harry's boo-hoo-hooing that he can't go when suddenly Fred and George issue him with a marauder's map. Issue, not gift. <laughs> Do you know, is it the same thing? It's Christmas. <laughs> All right, give it to him. This Christmas, my mother issued me with a new pair of Mr. Men <laughs> underpants. <laughs> uh, and it's a map where you can see all of Hogwarts and you can see people moving about. But also it shows you some secret passages. And there's one behind a humpy one-eyed witch 
which takes you directly to the cellar of Honig Jukes. What did you call me? I don't know, what did I call you? Humpy one-eyed witch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. Anyway, so he goes, he ends up being Honey Dukes, he sees Ron and Hermione, they go to the three broomsticks to get some butterbeer, and they overhear a conversation between McGonagall, Flitwick, Madame Rosemurta, Fudge and Hagrid, where they reveal that Sirius Black was friends with Harry's dad, he's Harry's godfather, but he betrayed them, he told Voldemort where they were, and then Voldemort killed them, and there was a boy called Peter Pettigrew, and he tried to kill Sirius Black, but he got killed, and he got an order of merit first class, and then Sirius Black went to prison, and we think Sirius Black's going to be coming back to try and join Voldemort. End of chapter, Marauder's Map. He was their friend. He was their friend! <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting chapter. What a chapter. It's a page turner. Oh, it was. Hermione's got a time turner. We've got a page turner in this book. My eyes were fixed on the book. Oh. The words were going into my mind. Yeah. Once I finished a page, mm. I would turn the page, start the other. Yeah. I carried that way, carried on that mm, way mm, mm. for like mm. 27 pages. My boy, you can read! <laughs> He's done it! <laughs> now, Harry is bed-bound. The start of this chapter. Yeah. And I bet, do you know what? I reckon he's loving the attention. Oh, wouldn't People you? People in and out, gifting him presents, yeah. paying their respects. Oh. I bet he's loving it. Ron's in and out cleaning his bedpan. <laughs> he's stroking Ron's sweet ginger head. <laughs> to lie in a comfy bed with occasional relatives popping in with a pinnit of grapes. Mm. Oh, is there anything more ideal? I don't know. Have you ever been overnight in hospital? Um, not as a patient. But... <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? I mean, I was going to go off on a tangent and pretend that I'd, I'd just been, you know, uh, masquerading as a doctor. <laughs> But I suppose I have visited people and like stayed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I've stayed the night actually. No, have I'm... you? No, I don't think so. My sister, as I think I've said before, had to stay in mm. hospital for about four months. Yes. Uh, with a premature baby, and I used to go and see her, but I never stayed the night. Yeah. God, I've got a bed at home to go to. A big, damp bed. Yeah. He didn't want to throw the Nimbus two thousand away. And he feels like he's lost one of his best friends. I don't believe that. Do you think somebody can have that kind of relationship with a broom? Considering he flies that broom four times a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't imagine... I'm trying to think of, like, sports people. You know, like, for instance, I don't know, like, Roger Federer and his tennis racket. Yeah. I can't imagine he has any emotional connection to it at all. Well, I suppose they change it four times a match, don't they? Mm. I don't know, somebody with a snooker cue or... Snooker cue, yeah. Because you stay with that for life. Yeah. If that got snapped in half. Or like a darts player's line, I don't know, favourite... Dart. Or pint glass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, obviously you'd be gutted, but to consider it a best friend... (laughs) I know. It just seems a bit... Oh, it's always been us four... Me, Ron, Hermione, Nimby. <laughs> Come on, Nimby. <laughs> you coming to bed with me tonight? <laughs> Sleep over? I'd be, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He don't ride it that much, but I understand he's, like, lost. Cause yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Because most of his personality being... That is probably linked to why he's been so good at Quidditch, having one of the best brooms at the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Slytherin team have all got those brooms. Yeah. And him. Yeah. No one else has got that broom. Oh, no. Well, later on, he says, oh, he's he's flying around on one of the school's old shooting stars. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's so slow and shit, I'll have to get a new one. All the rest of the team are like, we've all got the same broom, do you mind? Oh, I can't believe I'm on this poor person's broom. Oh, I hate it round here. Oh, this food is rubbish. My mum made that. <laughs> Oh, it's horrible. We've all got the same broom, Harry. Do you want to wind your neck in? Don't make me eat it. He's there reading his magazine, which broom. Oh, can't wait to get rid of that pile of twigs. 
Mm. What am I going to buy? <sighs> oh, he annoys me. I like him. One of his uh, presents that he gets, he gets a card from Ginny yeah. that sings shrilly unless you close it and put it under some flowers. Now, last year when Harry got a dwarf to sing him a Valentine's Day card, oh, yeah. we assumed, wow, Ginny wouldn't have done that. Like, she fancies him, but she wouldn't have had some dwarf sing that horrible poem. Yeah. But now, looking at this card, I'm thinking maybe it is her. Ginny, what are you thinking? Yeah. You're never going to get him like that. No. Look, You're away. You're never going to land him. <laughs> away to a man's heart, very famous saying, is through his stomach. You want to be bringing him nice meals, nice food. Do you think? Treats. That, that is true, actually. Yeah. Being well fed. If you can stuff me like a pig, I'm all yours. Yeah. And if you can feed me. What would uh, what would woo you? Like, if you had to give someone, like, tips. Do you know what I mean? What would woo me? Someone playing hard to get. Someone being mean to you. Ooh. No, don't like that. You're not very creative, are you? Oh, that's <laughs> made me sad. Kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> what would woo me? I don't know. I like people to be nice. Oh, that easy, are you? <laughs> if you turned up. To a date with three darts in a bouquet. Yeah, and I threw them at you. And you threw them at me. <laughs> Back of your head. I'd love it. I had a friend who got a dart stuck in her head. Oh. She was she was in a pub once, right? And she walked past the dartboard just as somebody was throwing a dart. And it went in her head and it got lodged and she had to go to hospital because she was scared of pulling it out and, like, blood coming out and stuff. Was this in Wales? Of course it was in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> that always amuses you. <laughs> it wouldn't happen anywhere else, would it, that? <laughs> I don't think it would. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oof. I remember me cat used to... Cause the, the mat I used to have in my garage yeah, at home I remember this. was a rubber mat. Yeah. I told you this. No. She used to love the smell of the rubber. Oh, right? yeah. So whenever I'd be chucking me darts, my cat would be asleep at the bottom. Yeah. Right? And sometimes if you hit a wire or something, it'll bounce back out and she'd have to bloody... I'm surprised yeah. I didn't hit her with it. You didn't think of moving her first. Oh, she was enjoying herself. And yeah. so was I. Well, she could take the mat over once you'd left. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But if you move a cat out of the way of something, they're stubborn. They're going to be back there within two seconds. Well, are they going to learn? They don't. Cats don't learn. Kick them out of the room. Shut the door. Oh, it's a garage. I've got the door open for the air to come in. Oh, you're not Poor. seeing it from my point of view. Poor Fluffy. Poor Fluffy. R.I.P. Malfoy is falling into this clowning, isn't he? Yeah. He's he's proper become a little physical comedian. He's falling over pretending to be Harry falling off his broom. Yeah. I don't know how he's orchestrating that to look entertaining. Yeah. Um, and then he's also pretending to be a dementor. Yeah, he's changed his comedic style. I feel like he's been on a clowning course <laughs> over the summer or something. Because before the first two years, it's all been verbal, all the time. Yeah, yeah Verbal yeah. quips, things about this, you know, sarcasm. Now, he's turning into, like, Mr B. <laughs> like a bloody mime artist. He's like, there you go. <laughs> Harry falling off a broom, he's being a dementor. It's like... This morning? Yeah. I was bending over time my shoelace. Yeah. And Malfoy spat toothpaste onto my bum crack. <laughs> you kidding? I'm not. Oh. I was sleeping earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sleeping away, leaning back in my chair. Yeah. Malfoy popped a bag of sick over my head. Yeah. <sighs> Malfoy, right, made a cup of tea in a sock. <laughs> That's supposed to be, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Early Malfoy, on. Right. Go on. Malfoy, the other day, right, I saw him in DFS buying a three-piece suite, right? He can't fit it in his car. So he puts it on the top of his car and gets a broom handle and he's pushing the, the pedals with his broom, pulling strings, moving the car. He loses control. You won't believe this. He loses control of it. 
flies straight into the back of a bed van and a cloud of feathers puffs out of it. I can't believe it. Malfoy. Yeah. Destroyed a painting yeah. of the Whistler's mother. Yeah. And he drew, he defaced it by drawing a big silly nose on it and a bald head yeah. smiling. I was so embarrassed for the Whistler. Do you know what he did over the summer holidays? He's out driving with his dad, right? He gives a thumbs up to somebody, to a biker, right? The biker flips him the bird. And he thinks that's a greeting. And for the rest of the day, he's flipping the bird to everybody out of an open-top car. (laughs) Honestly. I think that's enough of that. (laughs) I I think we did too, too many. I think we, to be honest, I could continue for another 20 minutes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't do comedy, there's a famous thing in comedy called the rule of six. You do six things in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so Malfoy is winding them up, right? But Ron, again, takes it too far. Malfoy finds out Hubert and Cubert haven't invited him <laughs> to their New Year's Eve party. Yeah. So he throws his own, and it's very sad. <laughs> it's really sad. It's so sad, that episode. <laughs> the fact that they moved the clock forwards. <laughs> just, and then he's asleep, and then he wakes up, and they're all doing old Lang Syne. It's really sad. Anyway, Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm back in Malfoy's favour now. <laughs> and now we've likened him to Mr. Bean. <laughs> Malfoy goes to a school reunion. <laughs> and a tank runs over his car while he's eating a cupcake. <laughs> I feel sorry for him, I really do. Malfoy <laughs> entered his own teddy bear into a dog competition. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> ridiculous. <laughs> He's winding him up, and Ron, again, like Ron was doing well until about the past two chapters. Last chapter, he was wishing death on somebody. Now, he's throwing a crocodile heart at Malfoy's face. And he rightly loses 50 points for Gryffindor. They've lost more points for Gryffindor in the past two or three weeks than they have the past two years combined. I think it's quite horrific to throw anything's heart at anyone. Horrendous. If you threw a chicken's heart at me, mm. I'd be sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be disappointed in you. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're going to throw something, throw a piece of paper or something daft like that, you don't need to throw an animal's heart. Mm. Once again, so they turn up to Defence Against the Dark Arts, don't they? Yeah. And they're telling Lupin all about how awful Snape was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lupin, once again, undermines Snape's authority by saying, oh, you don't have to do the homework uh, Snape set. Yeah. He's, he's saying that on the day it was due in. It was in for Monday. Was it? it was in for Monday. He goes, write me this two, parchment, two rolls of parchment essay in by Monday. Right, so they get to the lesson on Monday. They're all, they've all done it. And Lupin goes, right, don't worry about that homework. You don't have to do it. But, sir, it was in for today. We've all done it. Well, don't worry. I'm not going to mark it. Isn't it? You weren't meant to mark it. It was for Snape. Ah? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? What do you mean, ah? Huh? Yeah. It's like turning up, like, right, come on, everyone. Everybody sit down for the exam. Right, you've all revised, haven't you? Well, don't worry. It's cancelled. We've revised for the past two weeks for this. I think I'd still be a bit relieved. Would you? Mm. Oh, I'd want to do it. Would you? Yeah. Get it out of the way. Get that qualification onto my CV. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your famous CV. Oh. A lot of things. Wait, what's on your hobbies and interests on your CV? I don't have any on my CV. <laughs> do you not? No. My I, CV. I treat it like a dating profile. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Long walks on the beach. <laughs> Italian food. Yeah. Like listening to music. Here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> well, that's fine. It's a six-month contract. <laughs> now they're learning about hinky punks. Mm. And uh, it says they are creatures who lure travellers into bogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me think. Sounds like one of them promiscuous holiday reps luring travellers into bogs. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? 
Was that the only thought you had? Were you, well, you going anywhere? You thought I'd end. Okay. Yes, yes. Good, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'll say this, and then Tom, <laughs> like Tom he always the rest. <laughs> come out with a hilarious one-minute monologue. Look, I throw them up, you bat them out of the park. That's how this relationship works. Now, he's having this chat with a... You can go back to anything at any point. But he's asking Lupin about mm. the Dementors. Mm. And Lupin is talking about how uh, hungry the Dementors are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why they came to the mm-hmm. Quidditch like, yeah. game. And he's like, oh, Dumbledore, he won't let them into the school. Like, Nor should he. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, the students at Hogwarts are not fodder. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not fuel for no. these Dementors. Yeah. Like... And it's, is it only D- Dumbledore saying that? If it was, if it was up to Fudge or the Ministry, yeah. would <laughs> you have a Dementor in your room with you? Yeah, yeah. Imagine the Dementors, they're going up to the Prime Minister. Right, look, you sent us to Hogwarts. Uh, just want to ask, can we eat the children? <laughs> ask the head teacher, nothing to do with me, you know. If it was my decision, I'd let you. But, you know, Dumbledore's rules, it's Dumbledore's gap. You know what Dumbledore's like... He wants them alive. All right, then, all right. Just a little nibble. <laughs> <laughs> and he says as well, Lupin, he goes, Harry, they're not interested in any of the other students because you've been through something traumatic. Yeah. Are you telling me that out of the 300 kids in the school, nobody else has ever had a traumatic experience, lost a family member? Those Dementors were in that ca- the compartment of the train with Neville Longbottom, yeah. whose mother and father... He wasn't there for that. But he know- he's been through... He knows that they're there. But Harry was in the room <clears throat> when it happened. In the room where it happens. The room where it happens. I just can't believe for a minute that nobody else has had a traumatic... What about Lupin? Lupin was in that room. It didn't affect him. What trauma's he been through? Trauma's he been through? He's a werewolf. He's probably murdered people. He likes it. Whilst being a, whilst being a wolf. He's not conscious of it. He just likes it. Oh, I, I, I'm not agreeing with this. I think somebody in that school has had a traumatic experience happen. You're an interesting bloke. Uh, Thank you. Minimising the trauma of the boy who's parents were murdered in front of him I'm not minimising and he can hear their screams when Dementors come near and you're like oh is that it is that it I think you see things like this are very Mm. unlikely they don't happen that often and that's why it happens to Harry right I'm not saying I agree with you that Harry has probably had the most traumatic experience about out of any person in the school I'm not disputing that what I'm saying is other people might have had something a little bit traumatic like, Harry is like a roast dinner for the Dementors, isn't he? But one of them's going to be a starter. Like, if they've lost a grandparent or a sister or they've been in an accident. Maybe if any of them people, they were murdered in front of them. Oh, you're not Maybe. understanding what I'm saying. I am. Oh, oh, you're making me upset. But the thing is, if they think back to my high school, <laughs> there was only two... There was only one traumatic thing that happened. <laughs> You're making me sad. Well, the Dementor <laughs> would love to come and supple on you right now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now, um, <clears throat> Christmas, Ron and Hermione are staying. <laughs> yeah. Ron and Hermione are staying. Uh, and they say it's to keep Harry company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can Harry not go to the Weasleys? Yes. Because they're the one year they're not on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Ron, it's been three years. Do you want to spend Christmas with us this year? We've not had Christmas with you for since you were ten. No. I'm going to keep Harry company. Do you want to bring him along? He wouldn't want that. He wouldn't <laughs> want that. Uh, I don't, don't like to ask him, you know. He'd probably say yes to be polite, you know. It's funny, this boarding school attitude, <clears throat> because it must create some very unusual people only seeing your parents for six weeks of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be... Is it longer? Is it eight weeks? Is it six weeks? In terms of the holidays, it would be, yeah, about eight, eight, nine weeks. Yeah, if it's the UK holidays. That's crazy. 
Well, yeah, you know, if any if any, <sighs> any listeners have been to boarding school, let us know. But I think it would be. Was it nice? <laughs> Did you like it? Was it nice? But yeah, as as somebody who saw my parents every day of the week for eighteen years, pretty much lucky from boy. The break. What a lucky boy! Oof, very lucky. And I'm not saying you know. <laughs> I'm not saying. You know, not many people get that experience, but I mean your parents in particular. What a great duo. <laughs> they are dynamic. <laughs> Anyone they are fun. would do anything to be seeing them every day yeah. for 18 years. 18 years, yeah. 18 años. Yeah. And I can't help but think that our relationship would be very different had I been to a boarding school and not seen them as much. Yeah, very formal. Shaking, yeah. shaking your dad's hand. Shaking my dad's hand. Kissing your mother on the cheek. Kissing my mother on the cheek. <sighs> Whereas now, I'm patting my dad on the bum and I'm kissing my mum on the lips. And that's the benefit of not going to boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> and all this happened in Wales, did it? Of course it did. <laughs> <laughs> Weasley twins. Oh, yeah. Fred and George. Greg and Forge. Respectively. Mm. They hand over, they relinquish yeah. to Harry the Marauder's map. Yeah. What a gift to be given away. Yeah. Arguably one of the most valuable things in the wizarding world. It is one of my favourite inventions of the wizarding world, the Marauder's map. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. You can see where people are. It's not just a map. You can see people moving about. What spells they're doing. Yeah. Can't believe it knows that. Yeah, because here, it, uh, the map is a bit more detailed than in the film. Because yeah. in the film, it's just a pair of footsteps. Which is better. Which is, yeah, I suppose more mysterious. Visually, it's better. Yeah, yeah. And as well, this map tells Harry what to do. Fantastic. At one point, it's like, hey, tap me a wand on the witch's ump. However. Yeah. It seems as though the Weasley boys could have been doing more the past two years when all the bad things were happening. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Boys, just keep an eye on the map. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's Quirrell doing? Walking a troll into the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. What's uh? What's Ginny up to? Why is Ginny Ginny at the rooster shack at (laughs) 3am? Oh, my, yeah, because they must have seen something untoward. Too busy letting off stink bombs. Yeah. Hey. Says Lord Voldemort, yeah? <laughs> Random. <laughs> Hang on. I, I can't see the font here because it, it says Voldemort on top of Quirrell. It's like merged together. <laughs> what are they up to? <laughs> Cheeky. Naughty boys. Yeah. Yeah. It, the spy at one point on the broadest map um, Peeves the poltergeist in the trophy room Yeah, and it's fascinating that Peeves is always up to no good even without attention like, yeah, he, doesn't, yeah, yeah. he doesn't care if the thing is being observed or if it will then later be observed Yeah, he just wants to you know just having fun isn't he just be naughty he's a naughty naughty boy and I can't believe they're giving it over because like, yeah yeah. Boys, you're going to be at school for another two years now. Yeah. But they claim, don't they, that we know the map off by heart and blah, blah, blah. But, but it's, the, it's the people coming bit. Yeah, knowing where Filch is and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, but I feel like I feel like we get to love Fred and George a bit more in this chapter. I feel like they really shine in this whole bit where they give Harry the map. Yeah. They're cheeky, they have this great relationship, but we actually, like, before this, to me, they have just seemed like a couple of knobheads. Yeah. They've never done anything kind, as far as I'm aware. Oh, no, in the first book, um, they, they grab Harry's suitcase and they help him onto the train. Fair enough. They grabbed his suitcase and helped him on the train. I retract my points. He retracts it, ladies and gentlemen. But, do you know what I mean? They're not known as the kind boys, are they? They're the naughty boys, cheeky boys. Whereas here, they sacrifice something that they've loved and had a lot of joy out of for Harry to let him go to Hogsmeade. He's not wrong. But, imagine if Harry had been killed by Sirius Black on his first outing. They would feel very guilty, wouldn't they, having given him the map? 
Well, you see them too. And, yeah, if they'd just been paying attention, they would have seen Sirius Black walking around on this map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just straight to the map? Well, he would have come up as Padfoot, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumbledore and Snape in the Great Hall, last chapter. We've looked everywhere, we can't find him. Friend George, hiding this map. <laughs> we won't be using this to help find the serial killer. There's a, there's a murderer, yeah, loose in the yeah. castle. No, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I would give them the map so they could find the murderer, but I love going to Hogsmeade a different way. <laughs> Even though I'm allowed. <laughs> I like going when I want. When I want. <laughs> um, now, there's a password. So they swiped the Marauder's Mast in Filch's office. Yes. It was just a blank piece of parchment in a top secret drawer. Yes. And they figured out how to get in. You get in by tapping it and saying, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How on earth did they crack that code? That is the most complicated password yeah. ever. Yeah. Now it's said, and I've always been confused by this at the yeah. top, Messers, Padfoot, Wormtail, Yes. Uh, Mooney, yes. Prongs, yeah. Yes. Messers, yeah. Messers, Messes. Yes. Messes. I've never understood what messes want meant, so I looked it up. Yes. You know what it mean? And my guess is it's just a version of like misters. It's a collective misters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Messes. Mm-hmm. Messes. Yeah. Misters. Sounds a bit funny, doesn't it? And also, mm. I hate these nicknames of these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Mooney's a good one. You got two good ones, and then like a load of duds. Because what is it? It's Mooney because he's a werewolf. Padfoot's and that's good, because it's cheeky as well, like pulling a Mooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Wormtail. Well, Padfoot is fine, isn't it? Padfoot, Padfoot, yeah, yeah. dog. Wormtail. You wouldn't want that as your nickname, would it? No. Wormtail. Yeah, horrible. Tail like a worm. Oof. Wormy man. That's like yeah, being called yeah. crudface. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? And the worst one, prongs. Yeah. Prongs. And that's because he's got antlers, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I think he can turn himself into a deer with antlers. No, I don't know. A stag. But it's, that's an awful... Prongs. Prongs. Yeah. Saying that. Prongs, yeah. come here a minute. Nah, I'm getting more... Prongs! Used. I'm getting more used to it. Are you? Prongy! <laughs> yeah. You big prong. Don't like that. Yeah, I'd like a Marauders map, because I'd like it to show me what areas people aren't in, so I can go to them, avoid busy places. Oh, yeah. I'd love that. Because it'd be good to have a Marauder's map, because it's only off Hogwarts, isn't it? Yeah. But I wonder if that magic could be expanded into any any area. I suppose it could. This book, for me, I've noticed over the past few chapters, it feels like a step up in the way that it's written. I don't know if you feel like this. I don't know yes. if J.K. Rowling is developing as a writer or whatever, but... There are so many seeds and things interwoven into this book. Like, yeah, even yeah, just yeah. these little throwaway mar- remarks just about saying, oh, yeah, don't use that passage, the Whomping Willows over that passage, blah, blah, blah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know, I just feel like it's more intricate than the previous two books. Mm. Well done. I think it's to show <clears throat> maturity. The children are getting older and so is the writing. Mm. It's a lot more serious. Yes. Talking about a betrayal yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? You didn't yeah. have that in the previous books. More like adult problems, isn't a it? A boy hearing his mother's screams when he closes his eyes. Oof! Begging for her son's life. Yeah. Not nice. Well, no, well, it is nice, because it means, you know, makes it very entertaining. Yes, that's true. For a fictional story. Yes. I don't want to read about any real stories where that happens. <laughs> don't be sending me any videos of people screaming. <laughs> Now Harry's got the map, and then he remembers a little voice in his head. Mr Weasley's sage advice. It's the motto we all live our life by. If you see something with magical ability and you don't see where it keeps its brain, don't trust it. You live your life by that rule, don't you? God, yeah. Yeah, I do. How can you not. I always keep my eye on your head. I look up. I yeah. Think, I know his brain's behind them eyes. Yeah. You've got to be behind there. Exactly. If I didn't know where you kept your brain, I'd have nothing to do with you. If you turned up to my head. Yeah. And it was flat above your eyes. Yeah. 
Yeah. No forehead. Just, yeah. Just like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheer drop. Sheared off, yeah, yeah. I won't like it. No. It would scare me. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Harry climbs through the witch's hump. And walks for an hour and ten minutes. Brilliant. In the darkness, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, he uses Lumos, doesn't he? But still. You think, like, does it use up energy? You know, like, if you had Lumos on constantly. No, it's magic, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You can say it for anything, listeners. In this universe, if you don't have an answer, just say it's magic. Yeah, anything. How's Marauder's map work? Magic, innit? How did children make that map? Oh, it's magic, innit? How can children identify any stranger than it hasn't met before? It's magic, innit? He goes to Honeydukes. Yeah. And the first thought is about Dudley's piggy face. Mm. Oh, imagine Dudley's piggy face in here. Right, the whole school's coming to this shop because they like sweets. Mm. Why are you being horrible about Dudley? Why are you thinking about him? Yeah. Keep Dudley's name out of your mouth. Yeah. He's just thinking about, oh, he'd love it in here, the oh, greedy he'd love pig. It in here, all these sweets. First of all, wizard sweets are insane. Yes. Why are they all so extra? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we, should we get Harry a blood-flavoured lollipop? Yeah. No? That sounds horrible. Should we get Harry some acid pops? I had one when I was a little boy once, and it burnt a hole through my tongue. <laughs> that is horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we could get him a cockroach cluster. I don't think Dudley would like any of this stuff. No, Because no. it sounds awful. Do you know what it is? Please tell me. It's because sweets in the muggle world are extra anyway. Yeah. Brain lickers. First one I was going to think of. Is it? (laughs) Big baby pop. Yeah. Lick the pop, dip it, shake it and suck it. (laughs) What was the other thing, Ad? It was like uh, toxic waste, sour sweets. And it was in like a bloody big yellow barrel. Eat your toxic waste. (laughs) What? (laughs) Cock-shaped lollies. What? What's all this? So, J.K. Rowling's like, right, these are going to be, they're not just sweets, but magic sweets. Oh, they exist. Well, every time, I must have told this before, but we t- take the kids in school to Belgium and there's chocolate shops. And, and in Bruges, all the chocolate shops have a shelf with chocolate cocks, chocolate tits, <laughs> chocolate vaginas... And we have to make a point of telling the chick because they'll always come back with one. Yeah. We have to tell them, look, no buying any rude chocolates. Why not? Because you can't be representing a school with a bloody milk chocolate penis. Why not? You can't be representing a school with bloody nougat tits. <laughs> nougat tits. <laughs> Sound lovely. <laughs> they do, actually. Got me hungry for some. New garden. <laughs> Better milk chocolate penis. <laughs> Honestly, some of them were horrible. There was one, it was a chocolate penis. And it had white chocolate coming out of the top. Come on! I'm not joking, blame the Flemish. No, I'm blaming you for bringing it up. Blame the Flemish. you got a mucky mouth. Like, hey. not, not everything that comes into your head, you have to say out loud. The Blackpool is famous. Tom, if I said everything that came into my head... This podcast would be shut down. Honestly, <laughs> <he> thinking. <laughs> Blackpool, I need to know that. Blackpool is famous yeah. for its bawdy gifts yeah. and confectionery. Mm. Uh, there's cock lollies in abundance in Blackpool. Oh, yeah. There's the classic kilt with the plastic arse on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fantasy of that is. That a, a Scotsman has cut the arse out of his kilt so people can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a uh, famous hat that says, kiss me quick across the front. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's ever worked. Oof. A very British thing are kind of raunchy seaside postcards, aren't they? Mm. And uh, when my granddad passed away, we cleared out some stuff. Oh, yeah. Right, Abuelo. In- Abuelo, si, si, muerto. And uh, we, <laughs> we were clearing out stuff in the attic, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was a box full 
of these Belgian cock lollies. Belgian cock lollies. And these rude what? Rude postcards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictures, right. Were they written on or blank? Blank. They were like comedy like cartoons but in a postcard form. <laughs> One of them, right, is a naked man. They're at a new it says nudist colony. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a naked like fat man, fat yeah. dad, right? And he's got both hands behind his head like that. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can see him from behind and you can see his bum and he's like that. And there's a nudie woman walking past and the son turns to his dad and goes, Dad! I thought you said it was rude to point. <laughs> and that was in me, uh, my granddad's box. What do you think to that, Tom? From Billsby? Yeah. I don't like it. <sighs> if I could remember the rest, I'd tell you them in I detail. Think, I think before, I think they sh- these things should have been, you know... <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have been shared throughout the family. It should have just been destroyed instantly. Yeah. Honestly, it was uh, it was a revelation. Harry reveals himself <laughs> to Hermione and Ron, mm. and unlike in the film, he's not wearing the cloak. No, because I've seen, seen the film more than I've read the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just out and about. He's thinking. Uh, every, everyone in the year knows he doesn't have permission. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just gliding about, showing his face. He reveals the Marauder's map, mm-hmm. and Hermione says. He's going to hand it into McGonagall. What? Are you insane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would he ever do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're mad, Hermione. Fair enough, say you shouldn't be here and all that, and you know, it's dangerous to be out. But yeah. Keep them out. If she found a hundred grand on the road, yeah. would she go hand that into the police? Oh, yeah. you've got to, I think. What do you mean, you've got to? A hundred grand? If you see a tenner, maybe keep the tenner. Maybe. That's going to... Listeners, maybe keep a tenner. A hundred grand could turn his life around. Yeah. Drag you out of the gutter that you live in. Listen, that a hundred grand could belong to a homeless person. The police will keep it for themselves, you madman. No. I hope not. If I find any amount of money on the road, I'm never handing it in to anyone. Yeah. Ugh. Unless it's a wallet, wallet's different. But if a duffel bag filled with cash, it's coming on with me. Hey, <laughs> butter beer to me yes. sounds like liquid Werther's Originals. It sounds so sugary, doesn't it? What else could it be other than melted yeah. Werther's Originals? Which to me, in the world of like uh, imaginary drinks, yeah, yeah, a liquid Werther's Original. Is number two in like my priority of things I'd want to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, know what number one is? Yeah, liquid pepperoni. Oh, oh no! Wouldn't that be nice? No, you can't have meat as a liquid. What's going on with you today? Oh, what's going on with you today? Pepperoni is your heritage. I can't drink it. <laughs> and it's mine. made for chomping. <laughs> Yeah, yeah for but me. all that effort that goes into chomping, taking out the door, and I yeah. can just sip it away. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. The butter beer for me sounds so unhealthy. It yeah. reminds me of something like, you know, when you have like a battered Mars bar and it tastes lovely, but you know this is unhealthy to mm. the max. Oh, I'd love to have a battered Mars bar, you know. Have you ever had one? I had one the first time I went to Edinburgh and I once had one in, I can't remember the name of the place, somewhere like Kidwelly or something like that oh, in yeah. Wales. There's a place that does one and fame was famous for it in the village. Oh, for those of you who don't know, it's a Mars bar or any... You can normally get any piece of chocolate you want. Yeah. And it's battered like a fish. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, and then usually that has a bit of ice cream with it and it's gorgeous. I got a uh, battered Mars bar the first year I went to the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was a thing to do, wasn't it? Oof. You know, battered Mars yeah, bar, yeah, battered yeah. Mars bar. But to the locals, it must be a bit of a stereotype of yeah. an outsider because... No one who lives there would ever get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they don't want one. It's just like something that swept the nation. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what yeah. they're doing in Scotland? They're doing spat Mars bars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I went into a fish and chip shop. I might have told this story before, but here it is again. Yeah. I went into a fish and chip shop and on like a busy Saturday night. And I went, oh, can I have a battered Mars bars, please? And these local, massive, rugby mm. Scottishmen went, ooh, battered Mars bar. That's going to be nice. 
And I was all sheepish and I went away and ate it. Lovely. You've not told that story before. Oh, no. No, but I love it. I was a bit embarrassed eating it around the corner in a puddle. Oh, no. Yeah. You've, I want to have one right now. It's tempted me. There must be somewhere in Manchester that does them. Tell you what I had this week. Tell me. Don't I was, keep it a secret. Monday, Tuesday, I visited... Lunes, martes. 23 primary schools. 23 escuelas. Nobody asked me to. <laughs> it's a joke. I was dropping off these transition packs, right? You visited 23 primary schools? In two days, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just dropping off bags and stuff. So, anyway, I stop. At, it's boiling. It's been hot this week. I stop for a drink. And I find out this place. It was a Londis in Royton. Yeah. That does actual Coca-Cola branded slushy drinks. Oh, yeah. They've got them at Burger King in town. Do they? Yeah. Oh, it was good. Was it good? It's one of the best things I've ever had. Was it fizzy? It was fizzy and the slush, because normally with a slush, if you have a few sucks through the straw, it goes like solid and you have to wait for it to melt. Mm. But this, it was perfect all the way through. And no matter how much you sucked up the straw, it stayed the same lovely, slushy, flavoursome consistency. That is fantastic to hear. Yeah. And how much did that set you back, if you don't mind me asking? I think it was... £2 or £2.50 for a large... That is fantastic. Because, listeners, you can go into a pub and order a pint of Coke and that could cost you £3.50. Yeah. Insanity. Yeah. £3.50. It was good. And I wanted to tell you. And now I want a bad Mars bar. He's got a sweet tooth, listeners. (laughs) So they go to the three broomsticks. Ron gets the drinks. Ron fancies the barmaid. The, the landlady. Would you say? We get a hint. He goes red. He offers quickly to get the drinks. He mentions that she's pretty. She's got sparkly shoes. Sparkly shoes. Hey, back to our conversation this morning. This morning. That's, what, that's how I refer to the start of the episode. This morning. This morning. Uh, how to woo me. Get some glitter <laughs> on those shoes. Oof. Love Wizard of Oz me. What? Wizard of Oz, she's got big... She I had, love Wizard of Oz me. She's got shiny red shoes. <laughs> I hear that now, but first I, I thought you went, love widows me, and then smiled at me. I was like, what is that? I love widows. Love widows me. <laughs> yeah. And then, unfortunately, yeah. I heard the teachers barge in. Ugh. Hagrid, McGonagall, Fudge. Yeah. 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 Uh, what I noticed is they start going on this massive telling the... You think, oh, well, it's about time you heard the story of Sirius Black, dear barmaid. Yeah, yeah. And they tell her everything. Yeah. They tell her absolutely everything. This is one of the rare occasions where I actually think the film was correct to change the book. Yeah. Because in the film, they go up to a private room upstairs yeah. and have that conversation. Oh, yeah. They shouldn't be having that discussion in the middle of a busy It makes no sense. No, no, And it makes no sense for Hagrid to be having a drink with McGonagall. No. After he kissed her... Oh, yeah. Maybe something's going on. She shouldn't want to be alone with him. Um, But it's funny, because she calls him Hagrid. (laughs) Oh, Hagrid, you and whatever she says to him. Professor McGonagall. When's she going to start calling him Professor Hagrid? I know. When is anyone going to start? Do you have to have, like, a certain qualification to be deemed a professor, or can you just be a teacher? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because all of the male teachers, as far as I know, are called Professor Somebody. Now, the female teachers are either Professor Somebody or Madame Somebody. So I'm assuming Madame Hooch or Madame Pomfrey aren't professors. So he should be Mr Hagrid, really, I would would say. Mm. Mm. Because Filch is Mr Filch, isn't he? He's not Professor Filch. Imagine being a teacher and them just calling you Kirkby. Oi, Kirkby! Yeah. But maybe it's one of those things where, because she remembers him as a kid, as a student. Although she's not been there 50 years, has she? Probably the old cow. (laughs) Now, I'm thinking, right? Yeah. They say that muggles are bad. Like, they never never stop going on about how awful muggles are. But the amount of wizards in this country who go evil... There's, like, an alarming amount of them who go evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The fact that Voldemort had an army. Yeah. There's that many people in this country that are willing to be murderers and stuff. Well, the wizarding population must be around, like, less than 5,000. 
Exactly. What a portion yeah. of like that is evil. Yeah. It would be, like, 25%. genuinely, something like that. Yeah. Slytherin. Like, a quarter. You're telling me a quarter of the population are, like, murderers or followed the world's worst wizard? Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> that? Like, imagine if, like, I don't know, how many people live in the UK? Is about 80 million? Yeah. Right, so, uh, 20 million of them, are they murderers? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm trying to think how many, how many murderers there are in the UK or people who have murdered. That we know about. That we know about. Ten? <laughs> no, more than bloody ten. Well, I can't name more than ten. Fair enough. Listeners, if you know, let us know. How many murderers are there in the UK? They go on and they tell the old massive story about how Sirius Black betrayed uh, James Potter. Right. This is ridiculous. Oh, go on. I think it's Fudge says, oh, look, he did something far worse than kill 13 muggles and a wizard. He told Voldemort where two people were staying. <laughs> oh, I couldn't imagine oh, it. How is that worse than murder yeah. of 13 people? Honestly, I think that's because they're muggles. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're not seen as the same as, exactly. as wizards. Fudge, fudge is definitely on the dark side. Yeah, 100%. He's too willing to... Oh, don't break promises. That's worse than murder. <laughs> That's worse than mass murder breaking a promise. You've got to keep your promises, you pinky promised. <laughs> but it's funny, though. A uh, little bit of a spoiler. If you're, uh, if you're not... If you're not uh, up to date with the book, are you going along and you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead about yeah. a minute. Right. As yeah. we all know, Sirius Black did, did nothing wrong. No. Wormtail did something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, no one believes Sirius Black. They didn't think for a second to use like a truth potion on him. No. Tell truth. They should do that with every prisoner. <laughs> Very to serum. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the the whole legal system seems so flawed. Like the fact that Hagrid went to Azkaban is insane. Yeah. When they had no evidence or no trial. Azkaban. So yeah, they need to. Well, look at who they've got guarding them. These weird, Dementor thingies. And surely it's like I don't know. This forbidden curses, but being tortured. Without trial, with yeah. dementors is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you should never do one of those curses on people. But he's going to suck the life out of you. <laughs> Look, you shouldn't murder anybody. Do you have any proof? No. Get him, boys. Here <laughs> come the dementors. Yeah. Oh, Harry finds out that Sirius Black was his dad's best friend he was their friend he was their friend his hands all sweaty and uh, what's that <laughs> is my favourite line from the Chamber of Secrets where Harry's voice is like halfway through breaking and he's dangling out of the flying car and he goes I can't your hands all sweaty and I say it every episode and I love it but yeah he was their friend but imagine hearing all this under a table Bloody hell. <laughs> but it really made me laugh at the end. I know we're, we're skipping on a bit, aren't we? But uh, he's hearing all this. Oh, Sirius Black told Voldemort where they were. Sirius Black was your godfather, Harry. Sirius Black was your dad's best friend. He murdered Peter Pettigrew. And at the end, just the image of Ron and Hermione's heads popping down under the table and going, Harry? Harry? Are we? Are we? Are we? <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> I feel like that should that was the end of the chapter music because it just seemed very comic to me. I'd agree. Hagrid goes mental in yeah, this yeah. chapter. I consoled him. I, I put, consoled the traitor. Put my arm round him. Give, give him a kiss. I wondered why he gave me that bike. He loved that bike. 
I've kept it ever since, even after I found out. Uh-huh. The murderer gave you the bike and you kept it, did you? Well. It was nice. He won't film that bike, he's too big. And he's on about um, thingy majiggy, Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. Trying to kill Sirius Black and Sirius Black killed him. And I was like, if I was there, I'd bloody ripped him limb from limb. You were there. Like, Hagrid, spells will defeat your fists. He thinks? He thinks he's that bloke with the sword in Indiana Jones. You know, the guy's, like, flinging the sword about and then Indiana Jones just shoots him. That's that's you, Hagrid. You could be a vada cadavered before you get your big fat knuckles to my face. I don't know. I kind of think he's got secret uh, giant powers. Yeah. Which mean, like, spells don't affect him that much. Oh, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I've got a question for you before we finish. Will I marry you? No. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, my question was, they mentioned that Sirius doesn't go mad in Azkaban. He says he seems normal. <laughs> That's funny, you know, I like that. <laughs> he seems unaffected. He was asking about the crossword. Uh, yeah. I wonder why. Why Do you, do you think it's because he's innocent? Is that what they're trying to hint at? Uh, this is definitely explained later on in the book or something. Yeah. But maybe it's just that he's that strong-willed. Mm. Or, like, his happy memory. He can just, like... Yeah. Not let it t- let him take him from him. Fair enough. We shall find out. What the possible explanation could it be? He's got a secret spell, or he's that destroyed that he's gone on to autopilot... Yeah, or if you're, like, mad already before you enter Azkaban. Because mm. you'd have to be sane to, I don't know, let them get to you, maybe. Don't know. Right. How many little boys creeping through an underground chamber out of five are you giving this chapter? I really enjoyed this chapter. I thought so. Uh, it was a bit chatty-chatty at the end, but we got a lot of information. A lot yeah. of... Juicy. Big, yeah, juicy reveals. Like, yeah. we didn't just get one little piece. We got, like, loads about Sirius Black and all this kind of stuff. So, I loved it. I love the Marauders map as a concept. I like the fact that Fred and George show their kind of more generous side. They've got a good relationship going. They like Harry. I'm going to give this... Oh, nearly a full house. I'm going to give it four and a half. Oh. Little boys going through a corridor out of five. Oh, my God. Now, for me... I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The story, the detail, mm. the gifts. Oh, the last chapter was very negative. Yes. This one, though negative, because we <laughs> heard a juicy, haunting backstory. Yeah. Was very exciting. Yes. Really, re- loads of bits to sink your teeth into. I took a bite, and the juices squirted all over my face. Oh! I was lapping my tongue all around, getting it all up. I didn't want to waste a drop. Mm. For that reason, I'm going to give this chapter four little boys running through a corridor underground and it's secret out of five. Fantastic! Are you ready for quiz? I'm ready! Time to regain your valour. <laughs> cool, it's quizzy quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter looks, how well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Question one. What is a hinky punk? Um. Oh, it's like a... Uh, it lures travellers into bogs. Like a little creature, isn't it? What does it look like? Uh, don't know, come back to me on that one. <laughs> Question two. Who nearly lost an eye? Trying to switch the one pin willow. Oh, no, I made a thing to remember this. It begins with D and then... Um... <laughs> oh! Guy Dudgeon. No. No, what was it? David Goodgen. David Begins with D, like you just said. Yeah, I thought we were Dudgeon. <laughs> Go on. Question three. Yeah. What did Flitwick decorate with? Actual fairies. Correct. Question four. Where is Dumbledore located on the map? In his office. Pacing up and down. Uh, I'll give you that. In his study. Yeah. 
Question five. Yeah. What did McGonagall order from the bar? Oh, a small gilly water. And question one. You've already lost. Yeah. What is a hinky punk? What's it look like? Don't matter now, does it? A mouse. I hate that. Well, giving up. Do you want me to try? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I know they're small and they carry a lantern. Um, Described as follows. An imp. A little one-legged creature who seems to be made of a wisp of smoke. This has been the Pottervision podcast. Thank you so much for listening and please keep continuing to support us. If you want bonus content, we've got bonus episodes, key rings, posters, stickers, our 2019 live show recording, all on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Pottervision. But more importantly, you'd be supporting the show and we'd really appreciate it. Also, we're going on tour in September yeah. all the way through to February of next year. We've got 13 dates all around the UK uh, with hopefully a couple more to come. Please uh, buy tickets. Check them all out on pottervision.com. All the dates are on there. Otherwise, get in touch with us, pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com or you can follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Pottervision. Oh. Next week... We're on episode 46, can you believe? Chapter 11 of The Prisoner of Azkaban, The Firebolt. You have been remarkably like Tom Lawrenson. And you, without a shadow of a doubt, have been Lucas Kirkby. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.